the really impressive thing is that every week, no matter how impossible that week's mileage felt the previous week, it's like doable. Like you get those extra miles done and it feels super crazy, super mind boggling. You're like, how, how does this happen? But I think it's also super encouraging. Like you find out in that moment after finishing that week's long run, you are stronger than you thought many obstacles were thrown your way and yet you overcame them and you have been able to over the past couple of weeks build up to that mileage hi everyone and welcome back to the frequency of joy a podcast all about learning to listen to your inner voice and up leveling to the highest version of yourself Whether you're a college student, recent grad, or years into your adulting journey, there is something in this podcast for you. I'm your host, Jess Mora, entrepreneur and published author, and I am here to help you start checking things off your life bucket list. So let's get started with this week's episode. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Frequency of Joy. If you've been following me on Instagram or TikTok for a while, you know that I'm currently training to run the New York City Marathon, aka my first ever marathon, on November 5th. And as the thing that has, you know, absorbed all of my thoughts, physical and mental energy for the past however many weeks, I thought today I would share with you some of the lessons that I've learned and gained from training for the New York City Marathon. If you have any questions and want me to do sort of a full podcast, just like Q&A, what does it actually mean and what does it actually look like to train for a marathon, let me know because I have a lot of thoughts. And just as a brief caveat, if you hear like a slight, you know, hammering sound in the background, please ignore. My neighbor thinks it's a great idea to hammer things into his wall in the middle of the workday on a Friday. Anywho. The first lesson I learned from training for the New York City Marathon, and arguably one of the most important lessons that I would say I learned pretty early on, is that you truly are more capable than you think. If you talk to anyone who has ever trained for a marathon or anyone currently training for a marathon, one of the things that they will tell you that takes up the most time physically and you sort of look forward to it, but you also sort of dread it, is your long runs. Essentially, one day a week, you choose a day to have a long run, and these long runs really increase as you go on through your training plan. So for me, I started eight weeks, worked my way up to 10 the week after, 12 miles, 15 miles, 18 miles, and then my peak week was 20 miles. And you might be thinking, like, that feels freaking crazy, like 20 miles, Yes. The crazy thing is that, you know, while one, I don't know, Saturday, you might do an eight mile run that are like, that feels hard. Like in that moment, you finish your eight miles and you're like, whoa, like I'm so happy and thankful that I finished, but I can't possibly imagine doing two more miles the next week. And then the next week passes, you know, you finish your 10 miles and you're like, great. Okay. Maybe that was a little harder tacking on those additional two, but you got them done. Congratulations. But you're like, but now I can't imagine doing two additional miles the next week. And so this process essentially continues and iterates after every week. How does this happen? 
But I think it's also super encouraging. Like you find out in that moment after finishing that week's long run, that you are stronger than you thought. That even if you're, you know, your legs were cramping, your legs were feeling tired, you were able to push through that and build up your endurance. And, you know, maybe you ran with other people. Maybe it was raining as it has been for the past however many weeks in New York City. But you, you know, so many obstacles were thrown your way and yet you overcame them and you have been able to, over the past couple of weeks, build up to that mileage. And I think this applies to other things. Sometimes there's a huge obstacle in front of us and you look at the obstacle head on and you're like, there is just no freaking way this is going to get done. Like you can't even fathom starting this thing. But I think it's all about, you know, pushing through the small moments of discomfort along the way, the small moments of pain, and realizing that you truly can get it done. The next lesson I learned in training for my first ever marathon is that recovery is just as important as running days. I truthfully, and looking back, did an absolutely terrible job of recovery during my first few weeks of training. I wasn't foam rolling enough. Um, I was pushing my body even when it was telling me to, to stop or to slow down. I was going way faster than I needed to during my easy runs during the week. I truthfully ta- thought that going like going into marathon training, having never really trained for one before, that you just had to go like fast like you just had to run as fast as you could for as long as you could and it turns out that is a very terrible strategy and not something that you should do um because you truly like a a big part of training is building up your endurance like it doesn't matter if you run your easy runs at like a 12 minute pace a 11 minute pace like however fast or, or slow actually you need you want feel like your body needs to go like that is the pace that you should be going like a conversational pace per se and you really have to listen to your body and figure out what it needs from you on the days that you are not running because how good you are at treating your body during recovery days will heavily influence how you feel when you go out running So one of the things I've started doing is, you know, even on the recovery days, I will do a little bit of stretching. I will do some mobility exercises. I will still do my foam rolling because it makes my legs feel good. You know, I will make sure that I'm getting super extra hydrated the day before my long runs. I'll make sure that I'm you know, getting a good amount of carbs in the day before my long runs. It's all about treating your body with care, with love, and if your body starts giving you indicators like that something is off and you know it's not something you can address, seeking out the right professionals that can help you address those things because you like the goal is not to get injured. And I will actually talk about this a little bit more in another lesson I learned. Next up, I I think one of the things I have been absolutely blown away by is the support and the community feel that I've gotten from other runners who are also training. Maybe it's for New York, maybe it's for the Chicago Marathon that just passed. 
but it truly is so unbelievable what feeling supported and in community with others will push you to do. Anyone who knows me knows that I do not like running in the rain. I don't like feeling like wet. I don't like running with like soggy socks. Just the whole experience. Not my cup of tea, something I would prefer to avoid to do. But if you live in New York, you know that that has been practically impossible to do, particularly on the weekends, particularly on Saturdays. It has rained every Saturday, I think for the past two months. Like it is, it is absolutely bonkers. So crazy. But the only thing that has gotten me out of bed in the morning on a Saturday at like 6.30 in the morning is doing my long runs with a club in New York called Endorphins. You will be surprised by the number of people, I would say, I don't know, probably about like 30, 30 plus people who will come out on a Saturday morning bright and early ready to crank out some miles. They will come rain or shine and super energized. Last week during my peak run, it was my 20 mile run. Again, went into this completely thinking like there is just no freaking way I can run 20 miles. Didn't see how it was possible for me. And so I started with a 12 minute pace group because I was like, you know, I'm going to take it smooth, take it easy. My goal is to finish. And then my pace group with endorphins sort of got lost, sidetracked. You know, there were a lot of runners. um, So it sort of got broken up a little bit. And it came to the point where I was neither with the 11-minute pace group in front of me nor with the 12-minute pace group behind me. I was just kind of running, doing my own thing. Thankfully, at a traffic light, I caught up to the 11-minute pace group. um, And I was sort of running with them for a while and then my body just like really felt like it was slowing down and I'm like I can't keep up with the 11 minute pace group like this isn't what I planned I started getting super frustrated with myself the rain also started coming down a little bit harder I was overall just not having a great time so I stopped I took a running gel hydrated a little bit tried to like stretch things out get into better mindset just as I was doing that a group of girls that had been with the 11 minute pace group but they had stopped to go grab water started running up again um and I was running behind them I didn't want to get too close because I was like you know like I'm gonna have this accountability like then it's gonna be really hard to peel off if I feel like I need to and I already wasn't feeling great so I just you know wanted to run with them to feel like I had I was running with people but I didn't necessarily want them to know I was there because uh, I just I was not feeling great I'm like I'm gonna feel really bad if I have to peel off and then they turned around and they were like oh hey like, how's it going and I introduced myself told my told them I was with endorphins as well and then the four of us I think just started running like they were definitely running at a little bit of a faster pace than I was used to I think they were doing like honestly a little faster than an 11 minute pace it was like a somewhere between like a 10.50, 10.55 pace. And the craziest thing was that even though I was theoretically going faster than I was used to and that, that I had planned on, I finished the last couple miles with that group of girls because, you know, we were talking, we were having fun, we were like sort of trying to enjoy the, like, 
the rain just we were all in this together and like while we were all hurting we were just like pushing each other to really get it done we were like dancing on traffic lights just trying to move and not stay stagnant and I I was I think so pleasantly surprised by how much just being around people being around people that hype you up being around people that are like yeah no we've got this like I feel you literally like I know the pain that you are going through how much that will actually be very encouraging just feeling understood feeling supported and having people to do it with and the next thing that I've learned from training for the New York City Marathon is to really look for look to the experts for guidance naturally as you are running you might feel discomfort in in your legs or maybe your knees or your shins just you know so much can can go wrong especially if your body and your legs aren't used to running the way that um just have like the mileage that you are now having to do i think one of the best things that i did and that i was recommended to do um is a go get fitted at a um running store there are so many recommendations on tiktok online of like what the best running shoe is the thing is that the best running shoe is the best running shoe for you everyone runs super differently everyone needs support in different ways or maybe lack of support and so going to a running store will allow a an expert in that space to tell you okay listen i'm seeing that you run an xyz way you need a shoe that supports you in this way getting in the right shoes is crucial for getting more comfortable running sometimes even being able to run a little bit faster because you're just better supported and also making sure that you're not hurting yourself the next thing i did is go back to my chiropractor i had been going to to the chiropractor for a while for just general maintenance but when i knew i was going to start training for the marathon i was like hey i'm gonna need some help here i'm gonna need some support here and so through various adjustments and PT exercises, I've been really able to stay on top of how my body's feeling, making sure everything's in check, and try to stay as safe as possible. And also identify the parts of my body that maybe aren't as strong and that I hadn't necessarily been targeting for stretches or strength training. Additionally, I also got a run coach. As I've mentioned probably numerous times during this podcast, I have never run a marathon and I didn't want to run one and end up hurt either throughout the process or at the end of it. And so for me, getting a running coach was so crucial because it took the mental math out of having to figure out what kind of workout or run I'm doing for any given day. There are so many guides and like marathon training plans online but again that is a very personal thing to you to like what your mileage is to what your pace is to what your goals are for the marathon um so i'm so glad that you know between getting better shoes going to the chiropractor for adjustments and my run coach i have thankfully thankfully not been injured And I think it's important to note because so many people get hurt even when doing all of the right things 
that it's very important to listen to the experts so you don't burn out and so your body just doesn't completely give in. The experts will be able to tell you this is what is best for you based on what your problem areas are, what your objectives are, based off of what you are trying to get done during the marathon. Last but not least, and I think one of the juiciest, that's the, the, good, the best word here, one of the juiciest sort of lessons that I have learned while training for my marathon is to find your why for race day. Unavoidably, shit is going to get hard as you're running. You know, your legs are going to hurt. You might cramp. There are so many uncertainties to race day. It might rain. (laughs) Um, So it's super important to have your why to fall back on when things get tough. And I truly didn't have a why in the beginning, like in the first few weeks. I, I wasn't sure really why I I was running I was put in a position where like running a marathon was presented to me and I was like yeah why not um but I, I wasn't super methodical about my why and I feel like my why sort of came to me especially over the last few weeks my why is going for a dream that feels absolutely crazy. For the past 25, almost 26 years of my life, I've been chasing a dream that I felt like I had to because it felt more achievable. It felt more realistic. It felt like it was the path that was most linear. And so it felt safe in a way. But I'm running 26.2 miles, a goal that some would say sounds crazy. I still don't know what that feels like in my body. And it, I know it's not going to be easy. I know it's going to be hard. I know I'm going to have to push myself physically and mentally. But at one point I stepped back and I was like, if I'm doing something that physically, if someone had told me like beginning of this year, Jess, you are going to run a marathon this year, I would have looked at them and been like, yeah, no, like that, that is not going to happen because it feels so unachievable. Like you can't literally, you can't stand at one point and like look 26.2 miles down the road. It like, you, you can't see the end point and yet you are running to it. And so I thought if I'm doing this, like thing that is both crazy but I'm going through with it because it's also exciting I feel like something is calling me to do it why the heck shouldn't I go for my dreams that sound crazy if I can do this like mental and physical push why am I still settling in other areas of my life where I know I can I can just go for the thing the goal that you know while scary and while I can't see it from where I stand today, also feels invigorating. Why can't I publish a second book? 
Why can't I travel the world and do various speaking engagements? Why can't I, you know, go full on entrepreneur and chase the work that truly makes me happy? That is my big why. If I can run a freaking marathon and train to do it and go through all these realizations, why can't I go for all my other dreams with that same, you know, drive to do it? And so the lesson I leave with you today, even if you are not thinking about running a marathon, even if that is just never on your life bucket list, which totally a-okay, totally fair, I well, you know, was once one of those people. And so I completely understand why people would not want to go through with this ever, even though truthfully, it's been kind of enjoyable for me. But yeah, I don't know, maybe my thoughts will change after the marathon. We'll see. But this is the lesson I want to leave with you today. Go for the big impossible dreams that is scary as that they may seem as far out as they may be, also light that frickin' fire in your soul. You are the person that this goal, this dream, you know, came to, that it lights a fire in, in your soul, not mine. Can you imagine what kind of world we would live in if everyone listened to that inner fire, that inner speech, and truly went for the dreams that they knew at the bottom of their heart were really what they were called to do don't deprive the world of your magic don't deprive the world of all the amazing things you can accomplish you'll be surprised at the people that come along the way the resources that come along the way that you know will really help push you in the right direction you don't need to know what the finish line of 26.2 miles looks like truthfully you just got to start running. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into another episode, and I'll see you next week.